In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. This is album 52. We are all the way up to 1976. This is David Bowie's Station by Station, The Thin White Duke. Everybody, if you if you are listening to this when it released, the day it released, and I assume you're waiting with bated breath, you are champing at the bit, every download, you know that this is officially our one-year anniversary Woo! of being a podcast. Congratulations, everybody. Congratulations. Anniversary. Station. Do you know? Uh, I, the last three episodes, we've had audio trouble on each one. So, listen, I think another year, we're going to get those <laughs> figured out. We're going to be totally set. I'm not worried about that. And just to give you an idea, if this podcast was 24 hours in a day, what we just finished is from midnight to about 2.35 a.m. Huh? Huh? One year, we got about you know, 10% of the way midnight? done. That's, that's, that's a drag. That's a grind. I'll be saying these words like, we're going to be like, oh, happy 50th birthday. I mean, okay, let's not think about it too, but the more we think about it, it actually gets really, really sad. But I did call into our favorite radio station, and I had a little dedication. I requested a song, so here we go. K-Rob? What's up, everybody? This is K-Rob. K-R-O-B. Listen, we got a shout-out from Rob to the Beck Did It Better podcast. Congratulations on one year's happy anniversary. For one year, I feel so old, old, old. For one year, I feel so old, old, old. For one year, I feel so old, old, old. Been one year to the day when we <laughs> finally released this podcast. Oh. For one year, old, old, old. When we started, it sounded fun. Now we can admit we were very, very wrong. For one year, once a week, I stay up late to record a podcast that's not too great. It seems like this will never end. I'm stuck here doing this with my former friends. Staying up late can never last. Maybe we should skip the two hours chat after the podcast. We're stuck doing this I'm for okay at least ten years. If they redo the list again, they'll be lots and lots of Nailed it. <laughs> you did nail it. You did nail it. When you want to do it, like a the camera was out But you're just too lazy to look it up online. Finally, somebody else is verbalizing how it felt guys who chat and then they get off track. Rob, is your family in the camera? I've got the podcast for you. I closed the window. They couldn't hear me. All right, good. Beck did it better. Welcome, everybody, to Beck the Better. We are all the way up to number 52 on Rolling Stone's top 500 albums of all time. And we are to Station to Station by David Bowie. Nailed uh, it. We've got three guys here who just... Thanks, man. I like it when Matt just says nailed it to me all the time. <laughs> Positive reinforcement great. from Matt is a good thing. You know what? I Rob, did nail it. Rob, that. you're doing an excellent job. Keep up the good work. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, you sound exactly the opposite of my wife. 
Uh, here we have the three guys who just lived through their golden years, but they didn't realize it. <laughs> oh. I got Russell in Minneapolis. Russell, how are you doing? Rob, when we saw each other a few weeks back, you hugged me and I heard the sound of mandolins. Oh, <laughs> I've got Matt in Minneapolis. How are you doing, Matt? Ah, just great, Rob. Thanks for having me as always. And I've got Aaron, but he had to go to the hospital recently because he learned he had a thin white dookie. <laughs> what? Aaron had a thin white dookie, so he had to go to the hospital to get that checked out. Oh. Turns out he's like my dog. He's been eating in panties. Aaron, how are you doing? I'm great. Uh, a friend of mine once told me that he tried to dry age his own beef, and it did turn his poop white. So I think that's a cautionary tale for anyone who's trying to avoid the thin white dookie. But let's talk about was, some David Bowie. Too early. Was that prepared material, Aaron? Was that prepared material <laughs> yeah. or not? No, that was off the cuff. That was, I was just responding to Rob yeah, talking about thin white dookie. Aaron's playing 3D chess. He, he was like... David Bowie, yeah, thin white, Aaron, thin white Aaron, dookie. Better have my aged beef story turning his. Aaron, you should join the growlings. <laughs> I, I would be okay. Let's do a scene right now. Ready? Okay, yeah, Aaron, Aaron, you just Robert, found out. Aaron and okay. Robin, the growling scene, Aaron, the ad lib scene. Yeah. Okay, Aaron, we're gonna do a little. We're gonna do this. Is our little uh, 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 in, improv workshop? Okay, you are a uh, doc. I'm a doctor, and you're a patient. Ready, <laughs> set, go. Doc. My, th- my my poop is thin and white. I think I might have aged my own beef in a hazardous way. Oh, my God. <sighs> Just found out my wife has a terminal disease. Huh? Uh, d- d- doctor, that's got nothing to do with me. Am I hiding it? What? That was your, yes, your ad lib as the it's doctor? Yes, Listen, I, I got kicked out of so many improv schools. Oh, that was... <laughs> They were like, you do the opposite of what you're supposed to do. Instead of playing the role, you just try to one up yeah. them with a funnier joke. Man, so what's it, up? The, the whole the whole point of improv, right, is you're playing off the other people. Yes, and, and. I mean, yeah, and clearly, yes, I mean, clearly, we've been 52 episodes. We clearly know that this is just the Rob show. He could care less what the three other three of us are doing, right? I mean. There's no playing off us. Rob doesn't play off us at all. He plays with himself the whole time. That reminds me of a story about me uh, where I was. No. Uh, yeah, you're, I, here's what I don't get is how have we done? This is episode 52. Yeah. But then we also did an episode zero. And we oh, also did a Christmas do don't episode. Don't do this. Don't, don't try What's, to figure this out. Have we actually done 52 episodes? I don't, don't think we have. I'm out. thinking we have Something's haven't. off with this. Yeah, something's off with the count. But I just know what the release dates say on on the media players. But Rob, were you did you count all those ep, those Bob Dylan episodes where we forgot to hit record for like three <laughs> weeks in a row or not? Maybe that's what the problem is. One was the Beach Boys. No, the Beach Boys one is where my camera, my battery, my phone, my TV. No, my TV. God damn it, Rob! My camera, battery, phone, my computer ran out of juice when I was sitting in the car. And then we did miss one Beatles recording that we had to redo, but it turned out so to be a hit. Everybody comes up and he goes, "Oh my god, I love that Revolver episode." What what was the one where you had porn on your computer and that took over like the last third of the podcast? Uh, unfortunately, that was the Christmas music episode. So <laughs> that was supposed to be one kids could listen to and it turned into a total disaster. It was it was really bad. Yes, and let's let's listen. Let's end this awesome improv scene. Okay, <laughs> and scene. Okay, thank goodness we said that. Otherwise, we're because I was like, why are all these people at the doctor's? Um, and that's a callback to the scene that Aaron and I did about the doctor's office where his improv was exactly what we had talked about two seconds earlier so thank you Aaron all right let's get to our voicemails today guys we actually have two two voicemails kiss my ass dumb shit listeners they can't even tell what we're doing all right they kiss Matt's ass 
this person is really mad at me. Now, let me just let me just say this. Okay, <laughs> Wait, you listen to these before. We I think do we the, just listen. Let's I just listen. Yeah, just listen. Just listen. Don't, don't no no don't don't let's don't don't okay. prep us. Okay, let's okay, just listen. listen. I'm not going to. I'm not going to explain it because she's taking shots at everybody here. Okay. Oh hey guys, really enjoying the show lately. Uh, especially love nice. your dentist talk this week. So funny. Good start. Um, for a while when I was listening, I was starting to worry that you were pretty left leaning or quotation woke too. I just thought this would be a good thing to make a series. And next week, maybe you could touch on how lawyers are just slime and out for your money. Um, And also, I heard that a lot of doctors are just recommending the vaccine for the insurance payment. What's going on here? And, of course, teachers make more than enough. Am I right? I know you'll all agree. Love the show so much. Okay, so you guys steamrolled my explanation I was going to give before that. Okay, so that person I happen to know is a dentist, and they listened to the last episode where Aaron, okay, let's remind ourselves that it was Aaron who told a dental story, and I just happened to say. A perfectly respectful dental story about going to the dentist and then going to have checks mixed after. It seems to me that when dentists do not do an x-ray, they're always like, Rob, we didn't do an x-ray. You're, you you have the best teeth we've ever seen. They look so good. We call those dumb shit dentists. Dumb shit dentists. No, they can't find no, the no. Wait, now, isn't that what we're supposed this, to do? This, Rip the dentist? No, 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 no. Oh. And then I said that when they do x-rays, that's when they find cavities. Now, this person took that to mean that I think dentists are saying that there's cavities just so they can charge more money and that it's some scam. I want to be very clear. I do believe dentists are helping people. Okay, I can understand why being a dentist would be frustrating because everyone is mad at you all the time. I am never happy ever to go to the dentist, but I understand it's important. And I have to admit, the idea that somebody would have a job where they would be able to make more money by doing their job more is totally foreign to me. Like as a teacher, the idea that I could teach more and get paid more is that doesn't even occur to me. Do we get to insult the listener or not? Or or what's going on here? So the listener was insulted by me saying that. And also when I mentioned them, I mentioned that they were they went to dental school and that they weren't a dentist. And they took that personally as well. So I want to be clear that that person is a dentist. They didn't just go to dental school. It's like those lawyers from Wisconsin that don't have to go to law school, right? They just take the bar. This one, this one just took the test on x-rays and was like, I see the dot on that x-ray. I'm going to charge this person a lot of money. I do like 500 the, bucks. I like the idea though of a dentist that's like doing extra cavities to make more money. Like that would never even occur to me. They'd be like, you have three cavities. I, I would never once would be like, Oh, this it. is why you're not a dentist. It's yeah. it's just ingrained in them, Rob. It's so it, they learned that day <laughs> oh, no. one. There's no question it's, about it. Is there anyone you lie to more though than the dentist? They're like, do you see this dark spot on your X-ray? And I'm like, mm-hmm, yes, I do. I'm also very smart. I'm like, no, I don't see anything on the X-ray. It all looks the same to me. I don't know. Yes, my PCP thinks I have five drinks a week or less. So yes. <laughs> the amount of time you spend talking to the dentist and the amount of lying you do in that time is probably at the top of my list. I would say. How much time do you actually spend with a dentist though? Like I, I never have cavities and literally I think the dentist is in and out in three and a half minutes and oh yeah, looks good. You what know, and goes from there. You go to a good one, a drive in and dentist. out. Not one of the yeah. dumb shit ones that charge us money and then call and complain on a podcast when <laughs> right. they charge people. Huh? Right. <laughs> okay. So this went really well. I'm really glad that I did this. I think this is not going to get me in more trouble because this is not just a podcast thing. I also received texts about this and a phone call. So <laughs> I really appreciate all of our listeners who listen and call in and all of them, I'm sure, are good at their jobs and aim to do well for all people. So thank you for your message. I actually find most people are not good at their jobs. Like, that's the thing (laughs) is that when people burn on teachers, I'm always like, yeah, there's a lot of shitty teachers out there. Like, I've I've worked with them. They're terrible. Some of them are terrible. I heard a I heard a good thing this week. I don't know. Somehow it came up, but it was one of those things where it was like one of the worst things. And we've talked about this. One of the worst things you can do 
they say, oh, what do you do for a living, right? Like, it just never goes well or right. whatever. But the, the first thing, if somebody brings up their job, like the best comeback to say to them is, oh, that sounds really tough. Because no matter what anybody does for a job, if you kind of just quantify it as, oh, that sounds, you know, that sounds, sounds pretty intense. It sounds pretty tough. They're going to say, yeah, it is tough. You know, whether you're a teacher or you, you know, sit in an office talking on a phone all day mm -hmm. or you're a dentist or whatever. So I'm a doctor. I'm checking out Aaron's thin white doogies all the time. Like, yeah, that sounds tough. You don't want to be checking out anybody's thin white doogies. That's tough, Rob. Stop dry aging your beef, please. I'm begging you guys. <laughs> when I go to parties, I just say I'm a dentist and then ask them to give me their Venmo thing so they can send me as much money as possible, as quickly as possible. And usually people leave me alone. Uh, all right. So we actually have a second message. And this one, guys, guess what? Instead of being mean to Rob, it's actually really nice to Rob. So let's listen From to this. A dentist this is or not a dentist? <clears throat> From other teachers. I think this is from other teachers. So imagine that they're oh, nice gosh. to Rob. It is some, from somebody that's looked at one of my cavities. All right, let's play here. Whoa. <laughs> just finished the Jay-Z episode. Dot and I have photographic proof that Rob wasn't just on the sidelines watching people grind in college like he claimed. All right. So this text was sent to the Bex line along with a photo of me in college at the dance club. And look at this photo, guys. Can you see it right there? I am surrounded there's me <laughs> surrounded true. by ladies okay now yeah, the one lady yeah. i don't think meant to be in the picture she's kind of looking off the distance like what's going on but the other two are very much posing with me and let me tell you this is a gaslighting neither one of these ladies has ever ground with me ground with me ground <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's not too late grinded Granted, they never dry aged my beef at a dance club ever like this. This this is a picture that makes you think, oh, yeah, Rob was getting tons of women in college. And of course, you think that you hear my voice. You hear the things I say. You hear the smart jokes. Who wouldn't want to get with me? This you hear about your gray testicles. <laughs> it's not just the testicles. I wish it was. It's the whole. Oh, it's, it's the, the whole, whole speedo area. Except for that patchy hair down the one exactly. side of the leg. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Russell's doing the edits. It's not a too late to get me. ground. You could give out your GPS <laughs> coordinates. Seriously, why does it just go down the one leg? Why wouldn't it go down both legs? Is that some sort of chromosome I, thing? I assume, or what? I assume it's genetic. But look, look at I, now. Have I made this picture my phone background? Yes, I have. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so really, what this picture is is Rob is sitting there making like this really badass face. There's two lovely ladies kind of dancing mm -hmm. with him, and another lady kind of standing in the background. But the best part of this, the ladies are smiling, and it, it almost seems like. They're taking a picture of like, oh, we're at like the we're circus. Like, <laughs> like, here's the guy. Like, yeah. it doesn't look like they're yeah. like trying to have some sort of sexual mm -hmm. moment on the dance floor with you. It feels like, oh, here's our chance yeah. to take a picture with like the bearded, the bearded lady or something like that. All right. Let's get into everybody's favorite segment. This is rolling going. <laughs> I like this segment. It's my favorite. I like to hear what's oh, up with me, you guys. Where's the sound clip? How can I not? Rob, we need to out? get rid of half these sound bites. If you can't get the rolling going one, these got to go. Where? Where is it? Oh God, it's right here. It's right in the middle. <clears throat> and scene. That was an improv of me not knowing where stuff is on the sound clip, soundboard. And now I am set. Here we go, guys. I'm sorry. I was just staring at this picture of me with these two women at college. <laughs> rolling going. It's, 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 it's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for Rollin' Going. Oh, All yeah. right. I got to pick the sound clip, so I am going first. Listen, uh, I thought of you guys today in a couple different ways. Number one, I did walk into the bathroom today uh, 
with a uh, barbecue pork sandwich. And I thought of you guys, because I yes. spilled a little bit on the floor, and I was like, boy, this would be a story, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> I was dead in the bathroom, and leading to me was this trail of barbecued pork. Thank God my dog was also in there with me and ate some of it off the floor. And I was like, oh, you're a good boy. You're cleaning up after Big Papa Rob, which is what I make everybody in my family call me. The other thing I got to say is that my kids uh, have been very annoying to me at the cabin. They constantly want me to do things. Uh, can you drive me in the boat? Can we have a fire? And today I finally relented. And we did have a fire after a couple of days of using the Uncle Russ excuse. It's too windy. It's too windy. It's too windy. Can't do a fire. They finally figured out all the rules and caught me today. So we did a fire. Made s'mores. And I'm telling you guys right now, I'm yeah. giving s'mores a giant thumbs down. Boo s'mores. I what? am done with no, s'mores. Why? I think Ooh, s'mores really? are a terrible treat. I do not. The, the, and here's why. Let me tell you right now. It's the graham cracker. The graham cracker has got to be replaced with something better. I would take shortbread. I would take something that's sweet and like spongy. Any, it would be so much better than graham crackers. Shortbread. It's, it's, it's the mean, bagel. You're onto something with the shortbread. Aaron, I don't want to tell you to shut up, but I, th- I'm this about sounds, to say something very important. I agree. It's with like you. a bagel egg sandwich where I bite into it. The bagel is too hard. The egg squirts everywhere. It's the same with the s'more. I need something that's not so hard on the outside. This sounds like some dumb shit idiot dentist told you there were too many sugar <laughs> sugar bugs. In the marshmallow. Have you been eating? Did you eat s'more right before you came to this appointment? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to floss anymore, right? Didn't they come out and say that you don't what? have to floss anymore? I thought flossing was more important than brushing. No, they said That's that. That's impossible because I, I think flossing is like when I floss, the stuff that comes out makes me realize I need to be flossing way more because there's like chunks of stuff and I'm like, I haven't eaten beef in like three days. There's just a chunk of beef in there. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Well, good thing these two ladies in this picture still love me. What do you guys think of s'mores? Personally, I like them. I don't know if I love them, but I like them. Uh, I think you need something a little firmer on the outside to go with the soft middle uh, Mm -hmm. marshmallow and the chocolate. You know, the quality of the chocolate, I think, really brings Russell's putting that in his bumble. um, You know, the quality. Yeah. So... I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, personally. I like s'mores, but I'm intrigued about the shortbread idea. I want to hear more about it. I just this. think it's something squishy on the outside, not hard. I want something that's... Yeah, I, I do love shortbread, so I, I, I'm I'm with you, Rob. I, I feel like this is a good idea. But I like s'mores. I don't mind. Like, the graham crackers get everywhere, the chocolate gets everywhere, whatever. Wash Have your hands. You, you eat a s'more, and then at the end, you're like, oh, that was good and fun and worth it. And, like, maybe... Am I just a crank because I didn't want to set up a fire for my no, kids? No, so see, uh, so you're... Ah, so now you're getting... So now old this daddy. is, is going to lead into... Play, play your mean old daddy. There's no way you Go can ahead. find that on there. Oh, oh, Rob! Nailed it. There you big, go. <laughs> big Papa Rob finds the sound bite. A s'more is like golf, where... You might get one perfect bite of a s'more every three years, but you keep trying for it. It's just like playing mm-hmm. golf. It's, it's like, yeah, it's satisfying when it's perfect. It almost never is, but you, you keep chasing that dragon. I think this is probably right up Aaron's alley. I think s'mores are all about the preparation. It's about what, what, what goes into it if you're sitting out by the fire, whether it's your kids, your nephews, you're roasting the marshmallow. I know Aaron's kids smokes them over little candles <laughs> in their living room like we talked about about a year ago. But I think it's the tough thing about s'mores for me is it's the ultimate. If you're with little kids, it's the ultimate. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like you're constantly yelling at little kids to like, don't turn your back to the fire. Don't put your hand in the fire. Don't touch that hot poker after the marshmallow came off. Don't do that. It's constantly like, don't swing that around and try to have your brother blow it out when it's, it's on, it's on fire. It's, it's the ultimate of telling kids not to do stuff. 
it, it's it's we almost were doing too much. the other day, and I almost told the the girls like, "Oh, be careful with the sticks." But I'm trying to be less like of a helicopter parent. And I go inside, and sure enough, three minutes later, Jenny comes in, and she's got a thing of marshmallow in her hair because one of the girls turned with a stick. <laughs> and I was like, "Do you know how close that is to like your head being on fire with a marshmallow that's like sticking in there? Like it, it's it's incredible." And I've never had a s'more where I'm like, "Oh, this is good and worth it." Even when they deliver it to me, even when I don't have to set up a fire, I'm always like, "And I've done." Now I will say this: I have done some s'more variations where you take out the chocolate and you put in peanut butter cup. I've seen it where you take out the chocolate and you put in York peppermint patties. Ooh, it sounds, sounds good, good. but, but okay. guess what? I still, I would just, I would still rather have like a bowl of ice cream or something. I don't know. S'mores. I, I'm, maybe that just shows how much I go. Well, camping. I'm sure, but that's not going to be great by the fire. Where are you going to freeze your ice cream? Well, I, I don't know. I just have somebody bring it out to me. I guess I don't, I'm, I'm hanging out with my dad. I could have my dad make me a sandwich tonight and he would bring it to me in bed. I bet Aaron and his wife dig holes in their backyard and like put I bury ice under there. Like they used to hundreds of years ago. Good and that's idea. where they store their ice cream. That's where they like found they, Encino, man. Yeah. They used to have a freezer and now they just store it out in the backyard right next to that patch of grass that died when Aaron kept peeing mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, well, he was locked in the garage. All right. Okay. So you guys all love s'mores and apparently I'm an, I'm a monster. Russ rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. I thought we could maybe go to that little dating advice corner. I could always use some advice from you guys. I'm always trying to correct my dating game. So maybe we've got great advice. It always works. This is exciting. For Russell's Except for the part where Matt told me to hold the leg with that pregnant lady. That seemed to work out pretty well with her. Yeah. Russell's the only one in the OB war that said nice. <laughs> you, get your, you get your one hand under and mm-hmm. the other hand over, and then you really get that. Good, yeah, I did the yeah. switch. Grip. I was like chalked up. I had the chalk, you know, I had the little bag of chalk. I was grabbing. I was like, okay, a little yeah. switch grip. Yeah, I was yeah. going underhand. <laughs> All right. So what I was going to ask you guys, and this may not just be dating. This could be with you guys going out with your wife or any time when you're out at the bar. I thought I could ask you guys when it comes to dating, what is the proper behavior? With you and your spouse, your girlfriend, the person you're dating, and the bartender. So you sit down at the bar. Let's say you're sitting at the bar. You're not having dinner. You're at the bar. Mm -hmm. What do you guys like to do with engaging with the bartender? Do you engage in small chat with the bartender? If it's someone who is the same sex as your spouse, do you avoid any sort of small chat to avoid that being flirting or What's your style when it comes to talking to the bartender while you're on a date with someone? I think, Russell, one thing you have to understand with us is that if somebody was flirting with their spouses, it would affect us absolutely zero percent. Like it just there's 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 there's, (laughs) the idea of being jealous about somebody talking to my wife is so far from my head. In fact, it might help later on. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, I bet this guy has patches on both sides of his It's like, hey, bone. this Rob, not just this down date the started one. with my wife not wanting to make out in the car with me anymore. Might end up in a threesome with this bartender. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what would happen with a threesome. I'd be holding the camera in the closet. Like she'd be like, Okay, you get out of here now. I'd be like, actually, I'm into this. I like it. I don't know. We were just at a bar we were just at a bar and, and we chatted with the bartender just to ask him what his favorite drinks were, but there's no oh, Matt, what are you saying? Well, I, again, maybe get a little too cynical about these things, right? But the, it's it's this person's job, right? And they're supposed to talk to you. It's supposed to, like, little thing. But they're not there to hear your life story. This isn't Sam Malone mm. where you're, you know, supposed to be telling them, talking for eight hours. Like, they've got a job. If you're, hopefully you're at, like, a busy bar where they've actually got, like, other customers that they've got to help out and stuff. So my personal take on all of this is to, you know, be extremely friendly, big tip 
all that stuff. Big, but like, how, how big look, is the tip? Uh, at least you should 30%. have seen all of us jump toward our microphones when he said big tip. We were like, I'm never, big head, <laughs> the glands, water bag, <laughs> joke from last week. Big yeah. head scene. But it, I, I just, I think there's this, you know, there's this false kind of pretense that everybody, you know, the bartender wants to know like what you did today. Right. And wants to know what's going on. And, and it, I, I think I, I feel like it's all just so fake half mm-hmm. the time, you know, and you get nice people as long as you're kind of keeping everything at very high level surface, but let them do their job without uh, monopolizing their time and taking away from the other customers and stuff like that. I don't know. That's my take. Russell, first of all, you're in my wheelhouse. Dinner at the bar is always preferable to me. Yep. So whether you're eating dinner <laughs> I like or not, it. I think eating I like at the it. bar yep. is absolutely Aaron's the way to go. sitting on the corner yeah. stool asking for another round of whiskey. <laughs> yep. Yep. Love eating dinner at the bar. And uh, yeah, I think it's correct. I think, I think you gotta, you have to, you know, you're especially if you're thinking about is your date paying attention to how you're treating other people in general, you know, treat the bartender with respect, Mm -hmm. make this, make the lightest small talk that you can pick up on the cues when they got to move on. It's like the, the line in oceans 11 where he tells Linus, what is it like? Be funny, but not memorable kind of thing. It's always walking that, walking that fine line. Right. Now, right Russell, that, can no, I ask? I, I guess I am absolutely fascinated. What led to this question? Because I am picturing you going into the going in with your lady to the restaurant, sitting down at the bar, the bartender immediately leaving with your lady, and you're sitting there by yourself. So what happened? Well, essentially, it could <laughs> have been that, that. I don't know if that was the end result. I mean, it potentially could have been the re- end result, yeah. and I just wasn't. Yeah, there I got to out see of the bathroom window. I don't know what's going on in that place anywhere. <laughs> but what, but what made me think of it is I was on a date. We were sitting at the bar, and. I'm chatting up the bartender. We're both chatting up the bartender, though. It's just fun, a fun night going on. But then I realized, like, the bartender became very involved in our conversation. And the whole time I started thinking, like, wait, this guy's probably better looking than me. And he might have a better personality. And now this date I'm out with, she's got to think, wait, now I'm going home with the guy who was not as funny, not as clever, and mm-hmm. not as good looking as the guy I talked to the rest of the night. And I started thinking, maybe it's not a good idea to have any conversation with the bartender other than being polite. Oh, yeah, that's a fine line to walk. You got to be able to like, give the signals like, you know, okay, now's, now's the time. Thank you for everything. We're going to move back into a private conversation. That's hard to do, though. That's, that's a, that's a I skill. would do a power move. I would spill your drink and then make them clean it up. And then the whole time you're looking at your date nodding only like. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you, Russell, I mean, you know, with those fat stacks of yeah. cash you've got, you know, oh, geez, oh, here, let me help you with that. And then you just t- pull your wallet and it just yes. overflows out on the whole bar. And it's like, oh, gee, I got to pick up my thousands of dollars. I would, and, I would make know. a point of tipping 100% in that situation. That's a baller big time yeah, move. For sure. Just, oh, that is a baller. Oh, oh, $40 bill, yeah. $40 tip. Nice. You're like, hey, you know, you got to help these guys out, you know? That is a yeah. great move, Rob. The huge tip, the huge tip move. I know Matt's talked about the huge tip earlier tonight as his, his go-to move, but leaving a big tip could be a good move for a date. But the real question is, is, so if you're on a date, do you make sure to like leave that tip and then you go to the bathroom so that girl's or that the person you're with is going to open that and look and see what you gave the tip, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. a great move. For sure. So yep. the, the best move you guys are saying is leave the big tip Matt style. And then leave leave the bill there so they can you make sure they they open. What it I would do it. is, is oh, yeah. you, you leave the tip and then you write on the receipt, "Come jerk me off in the bathroom." And then you go to the bathroom and just wait. <laughs> and, see and you're like, up. "Hey, we'll see." You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be so fun when that happens. It'd be great. <laughs> Come back to the table. She's like, "Oh, you're in the bathroom for a long time. Why are you so sweaty and out of breath?" 
Why is your phone battery so low? <laughs> and why why is that bartender not talking to me anymore? <laughs> I love that idea, Russell, that you go into a bar and you're sitting with a male bartender and you're immediately stressed out about the date. You're like, oh God, that other person's here. So good. All right. Well, that wasn't great enough advice. So I'll just keep continue to go to the bar and try to not sit at the bar and have minimal interaction with with the bartenders. I think sitting at, sitting at the bar is the move, man. That's the way to Why go. Why do you like having dinner at the bar, Aaron? What's the point of that? It's um, the action. I, we, I, there's always just, action going what? on. Yeah, you could be just, sitting back in a. You get stuck back in a corner sometimes, and you're at a the restaurant, and you you don't know what's going on, and they kind of you feel like, well, why the why the hell did they put mm-hmm. me way back here, right? If you're at the bar, it's always stuff going on. There's always things to see, people to see, and you need I don't know. Drink, I, just, it's I right like in the front action. of you. You get yeah, you get yeah. attentive service, but typically, if it's the right amount of busy, not not overly attentive, you know, like the bartender's there. Oh, your drink's gone. You need another one. What would you like to eat? Is it good? You, you know, you get a chance to ask the bartender, well, what do you eat if you're going to have dinner tonight? You know, they, they'd let you know. It's- I can tell you guys are skinny because you're sitting up on those tall chairs and you're having no problems whatsoever. Like you put me in up on a, <laughs> yeah. a, a tall chair with a small butt and I, my legs are like numb. And then I'm doing that funky walk to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, my legs are numb. Oh, my legs are numb. And it looks like I've got major problems like when no- I go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, my legs. And everybody's like, oh, my God, that guy's dry aging his own beef at home. Like he's got to look out. Eight minutes in, you have to say that I've got no back support yeah. on this stool. We got to go to somewhere, yeah, it's, somewhere else. It's, it's, it's essentially sitting on the ground for me. Like uh, I need, yeah, I need a booth. I want to be a booth in a chair where I'm in the booth like a little kid. You know what I mean? Like my wife's in a chair. I'm in the booth sitting down. It's great. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I feel like you can just get the inside scoop more often. Like something about the bartender to patron relationship is just that much more informal than the server to patron and a relationship where they're going to they're going to let you know like hey you know what the fish came in two days ago i wouldn't order that tonight or something else i feel like you're going to get better anytime better i scoop. have a server at a restaurant i start with i love you so we're always off to a great start <laughs> hello would you like your verse i love you <laughs> try it do you say it after or before you write please come jerk me off in the bathroom on the bill? Oh, i don't write please that's crazy. I mean, please. Oh, it's like yeah, a no. command. If it's, if it's a kind of person that's going to respond to a please, they're not going to get it done. Okay. <laughs> Wait. I want somebody who's. Sorry. So you're saying. I want somebody. A command and then, then I love you. Yeah, is they got to act like I've got some sort of antidote that they need to get out. Like that's, that's what I want. <laughs> that got me. I, gotta, I, can need that I don't want somebody who acts there. like they're handling some hamster that a kid handed them. <laughs> I want somebody acting like, you know, there's a fire and this is the extinguisher. It's got to get done now. Let's get out of the oh, corner. Oh, that was it. Oh, okay. good note. Sure. Let's get out of the corner. We ended on a good note. It's almost like you think I'm going to take it too far. Get out of the corner. That was Russell's advice corner. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. Oh, good. I'll be quick this week. Uh, you know, having fun watching the Olympics. I think everybody should watch on Netflix. There's a documentary called Athlete A. Athlete A. Um, What's that about? Is it Canadian? Yeah, it's just about the gymnastics. Athlete no, A. It's about the women's. It's it's actually a very serious documentary, and we'll just leave it at that. And uh, oh. I would say everybody should watch that before passing too many judgments on other people. It's a it's a phenomenal it's a great documentary and everybody should watch it. I'm not lying. It's I believe a, you. It's a good one. Um, I I have been going through the list. I I am continuing the quest. 
I've picked it up again. How far are you? Two sixty-five. Holy shit! So in other words, so in other words, you're about two years ahead of us. Uh, well, but here, but here's the thing. So I've listened to two hundred sixty-five albums. So I'm at two. 217, I just listened to Oasis, definitely maybe. I thought, what the hell is this album doing here? It's pretty darn good. There's something called Elliot Smith. Horrible. <laughs> no idea why that's on there. Is it either Grateful or, or from a basement window? Oh, my God. Uh, either or. <laughs> what is yeah. it? Horrible. Sad. Horrible that's album sad from music, 1997. Man. It's just, I don't get it. That one is a hardcore downer. I'm with Matt. I, I think I've listened to yeah. it one time, and it was like, yeah, I can't. This isn't for me. But you know, we'll two sixteen of the it. best albums of all time. That you know, but it was right ahead of uh, American Beauty by the Grateful Dead. Holy cow, is that a great album? Ooh, I didn't, yeah. you know, I've never listened to that. I've listened to a lot of those songs live, and you know, from a lot of their shows. But like the album itself, great. And then, it, it, have you guys ever seen? Have you guys ever seen like a Grateful Dead cover band before? I saw a Grateful Dead cover band a few weeks back, and I'm not a huge Dead fan, but the people watching at a Grateful Dead concert. Is amazing. Well, I mean, that, it, it it may beat the State Fair. A Grateful Dead cover band concert is amazing. People watching. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I, I can only, Russell. I can what was the average age? Can I ask you what the average age was at a Grateful Dead cover band? It was actually quite a, a quite a, a big range. It was older people, younger people. It was all sorts of different people that dressed differently. I think there was only one thing that they had in common. They all hated their dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy about this. This is going to be so fun. <laughs> their dentist should have taken more x-rays, right? <laughs> all I know. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to get back uh, into then, it. Go ahead, man. <laughs> then I was just going to say that, you know, we've, I've brought it up a number of times, but at 214 is Tom Petty Wildflowers. So good. Yes. Which I have listened to. I, I forgot how much I listened to that in my younger years. And at 214, that got rolling boned. That should absolutely be like a top 150. Let's call it 150. I would put it in the top 50. It's probably a top 10 for me all time, but um, that is extremely underrated at 214. If, if you uh, What are like two or three opinion. of the songs in that album that crush? Uh, Wildflowers. Uh, trying to think what's the other one. Get to the point. Yeah. Roll another joint. Man, um, at what point? At what point do you think I'm going to run out of YouTube karaoke songs to do parody songs to? I thought of that today with this album. I was like, mm, I don't know if any of these are going to be karaoke songs on YouTube. Uh, maybe at like uh, Purple Rain. <laughs> I don't know. 25. No, that was very good. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All the songs up to now have been very, very good. I don't know, but like I, I'm getting excited. Like Dixie Chicks flies coming up. Like I, you know, Ooh. would you really think of that as being? But like I again, I listened to that album so many times. It's so good from like 1999 to 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, that I it, it was not on the original list. It, it finally got onto the list here. It's the latest uh, refresh. And so I'm excited to listen to that. Wilco's coming up. De La Soul's coming up. We got some Rihanna, you know, stuff like that. So I'm getting reinvigorated. Start listening to the list again. Ooh, the, the, uh, that Rihanna anti-album is, is great. We're going to have trouble, trouble listening to De La Soul. I guess I'll we'll do it on YouTube. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, none of their stuff's on streaming right now. Maybe soon, hmm. but... Oh, wow. I couldn't hey, clear the sample. Seven years from now when we get to it, I'm sure we'll be just fine. We're going to listen to it on our holographic watches. Don't worry about it, Aaron. It's not going to be a big deal. <laughs> We're all going to be sitting here in VR goggles, listening to music and doing a podcast together. We might not make it that far, though. If Aaron can't talk because all of his teeth rotted out because he hates Dennis, like, he might not even make it that far if you think about it. I mean, de- why you have to him be an option, right? Aaron's easily the person that we could ditch Gross. in this podcast, I think. Like, if Aaron, if Aaron yes. left, not a big deal. 
<laughs> he was like, guys, I, I can't Aaron do this anymore. Like, Rosie, okay. if Rosie, if you leave, I'm leaving. Hey, I appreciate you. Appreciate Wait, you, man. Yeah. I mean, like a treaty? I mean, listen to this. It's like, it's like, hey, Aaron, uh, why don't you go dry age your own beef? <laughs> I've got it all right here. Like, I've got it's his last. We have it. I've got everything I want. Like, it's 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 perfect. I don't need him anymore. We've got Aaron deep faked for the rest of the next and 10 years. don't laugh and bargo me, Aaron, about that because. I will just edit in laughs. <laughs> well, no, I, I didn't want to laugh over my own laugh, so I had to I had to hold off for a second. I didn't, I didn't want to. It's real. like an inception. Well, Rob can't, kind of yeah, because that'll never. Rob, there's no way Rob could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I did get caught today <laughs> editing the podcast, laughing at a joke I made. My family all made fun of me. I was like, hey, <laughs> it was a great joke about toilet cams. What can I do? Yeah, my dad gave me a high five, so I don't know. <laughs> Anything else, Matt? No, no, that's good. All right, so let's get into... No, Aaron. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't like when I'm, Rob goes first. I don't know. He never used, Rob never went first for like the first 45 episodes, and now he's done it like seven Guys, weeks in a row. my s'more bit was too good. I could not wait on that. I saw that there, and I was like, oh, I got to get this out. I hate s'mores. Aaron, rolling going. How's it going with you? It's, uh, well, um, aside from feeling a bit concerned about my place in this podcast, I think it's going well. Uh <laughs> Can you imagine, just real quick, if we didn't have Aaron on this podcast, like we would all just sit there and stare at each other. Like there would be nothing. It would be a disaster, Aaron. Of course, big, we'd, we'd love Big it. night in my house. Uh, one, no, you know what? Actually, though, I, gotta, I, I had some stuff prepared I wanted to talk about. I, I had some notes. But I do want to say, uh, listening to Rob's opener, Rob, your falsetto is really nice. And it reminded oh, me that I've, I've not yet. Yeah, it's really good. And I've not yet talked about, I think you, you all have texted me about the Summer of Soul documentary. I'm not all the way through it yet. You were 100% correct. I am going berserk over this thing. I love it so much. What, what is and it about? I didn't text you. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. What this is, is the a, Summer of Soul uh, documentary? Documentary that came out this summer on Hulu about uh, the, Har- the Harlem Cultural Festival. I think that was the name of it. Uh, held in Harlem in 1969. And this footage sat somewhere for 50 years and no one had seen it and it's this incredible festival who produced the uh, quest love produced and directed yeah quest love my favorite person on the planet outside of this podcast and my family what famous jazz flautist shows up about halfway through the mu- through the movie herbie man right in there yes. and it, what he i can't does. figure out he is does. if bernard purdy is playing drums for him but yeah herbie man shows up rocking it it's amazing and the sure thing is so sure far not. uh kind of like halfway down yeah like definitely yeah. like Showing off the chest hair, but like a little bit of a yeah. shirt on. Yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of video of me in the front row going, "Boo! Take your shirt off, Herbie man. We want to yeah. see the full thing." <laughs> and Rob's just thing. wearing a sweater vest with nothing nothing else underneath. <laughs> it's ninety degrees in Harlem, and there's, yeah. there's Rob in his sweater. My vest. girlfriend's Take walking away with a bartender. Oh no! <laughs> now it's getting a little bit real. But. <laughs> but the thing that made me that that reminded me of it was I have I have always loved David Ruffin. I've talked for many times on this podcast how much oh. I love the Temptations. I have not seen him sing live before. I don't know. He does this wild, mm-hmm. super high falsetto, almost whistle yeah. tone thing. I've never heard anything like it. It absolutely blew my mind. I, I, I was so stoked about that. Yeah. And so, you know, Rob, I think you're close, man. I think if, if we were going to form the Temptations, you could potentially be the David Ruffin. I got to well, give you props. If you're willing to run everything through GarageBand and turn that pitch autocorrect all the way up, then I am great. I am a great so singer. So that's my absolutely uh, high high note, uh, high positive thing on my well, rolling like going. That. I want to like say that, phrase, mm-hmm. that high I got, note. I like that, Aaron. Yeah, let's that's end on the high note. note. All right, let's get into the album. Let's end on the high note. Let's just roll. <laughs> no, go with it, Aaron. I want to hear it. No. Well, the thing, I'm, the thing I got to say that I'm frustrated about is it was tonight was burger night in my house, and mm. I, oh, I no. I take this very seriously. 
I don't get nervous about making meals except for burgers because I need what? them to be perfect for myself. I got it. Like I really got to nail the burger. I need a good like burger with, if like I'm going to make the one. The ingredients or the cooking of it? The cooking, the the construction, getting it getting it perfectly right. You're fucked in the okay. head. Who who even eats who eats burgers at your house? Me and my son, and then my wife eats a veggie burger. Okay, so veggie burgers, you can just do whatever. Like you don't need to even veggie eat. burgers are easy. Two minutes, yeah, yeah. You're good. So yeah. and here's why: veggie burgers don't suffer from shrinkage. I have not conquered the shrinkage problem. Mm-hmm. I I ended this up once again tonight. Again. What the with fuck? I thought we weren't doing this anymore. A burger that was too small for the bun, and it's not just because <laughs> of my burger technique, Russell. which needs a lot of work. <laughs> it's also because where I live this sucks. The burger buns are too bougie. They're too. not. I cannot find a decent cheap burger bun in my entire neighborhood. Every burger bun is brioche or pretzel or no. some bougie get those, shit. Get that brioche burger bun out of here. Don't need it. Yes. I just want the Martin's potato rolls. I can't find them in my neighborhood and I'm upset about it. And this is, brings me back to the s'mores because what happens is I made myself a double burger tonight. I wasn't happy with it. I try not to eat a burger more than once a week or once every two weeks. But now I need another burger ASAP because I wasn't particularly pleased with this one. So I'm going to have to like double my burger consumption over the next week because I messed this one up. Let's talk about, hold on, let, let's talk about it. So you're, you're, you're not, you're, you're not getting them flat enough. So they're doing the thing where they're kind of forming into a ball. And so then you're well, not. Yeah. Get- so I, what I tried this time was instead of a thick burger with the indentation, I was trying to go thinner, thinner patties so I could make right. a double. And then it, and then it okay. shrank. You know, diameter wise, it didn't mm-hmm. puff up so much, Stupid. but it just Russell, got Russell gave a big nod there. Yeah, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm taking my headphones out. I'll come back in like 20 minutes when you're done. I did go through the this. x-ray machine the other day at the airport and I did have to toss it around a little bit before I went through there just to make sure we didn't have the same problem. <laughs> but it was like not too much where I'd get in trouble, you know, but it was. So what, what <laughs> ingredients are you putting into your burgers before you like make the patties? Nothing. Just, yeah, just burgers. What? Salt and pepper what? on the top. That's it. Yeah, no, no Lipton onion mix. Nothing. I what agree you, with what's you. What's your What's your style, Matt? Well, a little lip depends. Sometimes the Lipton. Sometimes you put an egg in there, so everything holds together. It keeps okay. a little. Sometimes you put some uh, barbecue sauce in there that yeah. uh, gets some good flavor in there. You know, you can really just do a lot to juice it up a little bit. I'm but. listening because I got to do better, man. I was not pleased. Bacon bits. Are you doing the biconcave burger where you're squeezing it like a red blood cell? No, I, I did not do that. So have you so done that before? Because then when do. it cooks, it comes into like a nice burger size. Yeah, with a thicker burger. I was experimenting with a thinner patty tonight, and that was a mistake. Yeah, I did that my sophomore year of college. Experience is <laughs> thinner patty. Did, did you guys patty? remember thinner patty? I think she lived over in Melby. Um, <laughs> she was in the back of that picture earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately for me, my junior year was spent with. Thicker patty, and she was a riot. <laughs> yeah, speaking of thicker patty, Aaron, what percentage fat are you using on those burgers? <laughs> These are about 78.22. That's the other issue with grilling. It's a 78.22. That's like some weird California wow. number. I've never seen 78.22. <laughs> yeah, those numbers don't exist <laughs> yeah. in the Midwest. I don't even know if that comes back to Yeah. 78. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> 78.22. That sounds like my dating life, hopefully. Wait, that's to 100, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yes, it does, Aaron. Oh, my God. What do you do? Uh, You're gaslighting me on math now. Uh, 78.22 beef here would be healthier than any salad any any person from Minnesota has ever eaten in the last 10 years. Yeah. yeah. If I open up that burger, like unwrap it, and there's not a bunch of juice inside, miss me with <laughs> no. that shit. I don't need it. 
So guys, if you have advice for Aaron making burgers, so Aaron, be one sentence. What's the problem with your burgers? Shrinkage. And <laughs> not a sentence, but okay. The, the so it becomes smaller than the bun. So, and I got to find a, a, a good source for good cheap buns. So why don't you just make slightly bigger patties that's to start with? I was going to say. <laughs> You're 100% right. That's what I should have done. And that's what I'm saying is now I'm going to make another one in like three days. And then I'm going to, you know, be eating too many burgers. So, Aaron, why can't you just make a slightly bigger burger? Like, is this like an all, a right now thing or is this an everyday thing where you cannot, where you cannot fucking make a burger? Um, it's no, I can, I can do it. I have done it. and. But today I decided to try something different and that was a mistake. Oh. I just, you know, once you do something that works once, you got to stick with it. Yeah. That's I no new stuff ever. Don't need it. Yeah. Man, forget yeah. about so it. So today I made a mistake. It's it's really sticking with me. I'm not going to be able to sleep about it and I'm not going to feel good until I get a, a good burger. Guys, tell us what you, how you like to make a burger. Do you have any burger secrets? Um, you can send us a message on the Bex line. It's hashtag Aaron's meat too small. So send it hashtag Aaron's meat too small. Send us a message. Tell us what is uh, what you do with your burgers to make them better. That's hashtag Aaron's meat too small. Hashtag Aaron's meat too small. What was that hashtag? I didn't hear the hashtag. Uh, it's hashtag Aaron's meat too small. So any of those. You call and then you say sense. hashtag. Yeah, no, you, you type, you type it, it into the text. I don't know how hashtags work. Honestly, oh, okay. I just say it because I think it's funny. All right. Hashtag meat too small. It's time for nobody's station favorite on part of the show. Let's talk about the album. Oh, station in yeah. station. <laughs> well, it's confusing because on the album it's written out with no spaces, so it really screws me up when I read it. I'm like station. It's like a hashtag. Exactly, Aaron. Aaron hashtag Aaron's meat too small. Uh, listen. So here we have David Bowie. This is 1976. Now you have to understand where David Bowie is coming from at this point. In 1975, he just released Young Americans, where Young Americans and Fame were his top singles up to that point. Fame, in fact, hit all the way up to number one. Fame. And that was not lame. Also, Space Oddity was re-released at this time and was number one in Britain. So it's super hot. Young Americans, if you listen to the album, it's a lot of funk. It's a lot of soul. I'm sure we're going to get to it at some point. At this point, David Bowie had moved to L.A. because he is going to start being in movies, which turns out to be kind of a disaster. And he does what everybody who has moved to California has done. And Aaron's giving me a big nod right now. He gets hooked on cocaine, a ton of cocaine every day. He is doing tons and tons of cocaine. and apparently. And I thought of you guys when I read this. For his diet, he was eating mostly milk and peppers. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about a thin white dookie. Down that cocaine. Yeah. Listening to that, I, I read that on the internet and I had to get up and go to the bathroom. Like milk and peppers. I was like, oh my Can God. Can you imagine if all you had was milk and peppers oh. for like two years, and then you go in and the dentist said, oh, you have cavities. You'd be like, you piece of shit. Like. You go back to dentist school, you're lying. I have no cavities from milk and your insides would be a wreck. I am terrified of cocaine. We all, I don't know, we're the Len Bias generation, right? I, if I were anywhere, I've never even seen cocaine in real life, I would run away. I've, I've been scared of it since 1986. I guess I don't see the appeal of it, of like, oh, I can do more stuff. That's not what I want to do. I don't want to do more stuff. <laughs> I'm doing nothing and that's perfect. Like, I'm talking, like, I have very serious thoughts about Aaron's meat being too small. That's where I want to be in my life. That's that's the lane I'm in right now. Of like, this guy's lazy. I love it. Like, if I was doing something at this time, I was eating peppers and milk. I'd be like, well, this is obviously bad. Like, it's you know, this is bad. Obviously. If we all did, if if we all did cocaine, I bet we would have 55 episodes out in 52 weeks, and not 54 episodes or whatever the confusion is. Right? We'd be way past 52. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Okay, guys. By the way, let's talk about this after the show. I think this might be a really good idea. We should try it. It'd be really fun. <laughs> 
Chris, well, you, we might need it. We might need it in a couple here. weeks here when we've got a, like 100 songs in one oh, album. Oh, that's for James Brown episode, right? We are two no, weeks. No, that's heroin, Matt. Heroin is for James Brown. We are two weeks away from James Brown, and we are going to do every song. It is going to be a four-hour episode. We are psyched about it. We are definitely, this is definitely not something. Wait, are we really doing a four-hour episode This is definitely not James something Brown? we decided two weeks ago, and that is definitely going to be a really bad idea when we actually pull it off. As yes. Rob's mom might say, butt buster. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag meat too small. Ooh, yeah. Uh, all right. So he also was convinced that Jimmy Page was trying to kill him. So that kind of gives you an idea of the mindset that uh, that David Bowie had for this. And in fact, for this album, he came up with the persona of the thin white duke, right? Who is kind of this very detached guy who happens to do a lot of cocaine and eat a lot of milk and peppers. And was like trying to examining humans outside. And this was actually, it's kind of sad because this is his last persona after Aladdin Sane after Ziggy Stardust. Um, this album was done with the band actually coming up with the songs beforehand. David kind of stayed out of that. And then he would come in and do the lyrics and then kind of rearrange the music in the way that he liked to do that, which is how he did every album from here on out as well. And a big part of that is that he was way into a band called Kraftwerk, where they were like a German band where they were using sounds as more like textures rather than making it sound like, oh, here's a guitar solo. It's like, here's the mood we're trying to set with this music. Which is why I think you, this 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 album is different than Ziggy Stardust. Like I was kind of blown away when I first listened to it, and I was like, "Uh oh, it's six songs. This is going to be a rough podcast." The more I listened to it, the more I enjoyed it. But it definitely is, is super super different. And just like me with my s'more story, David Bowie has said out loud he has zero recollection of uh, recording this album. <laughs> in fact, he's quoted as saying that he knows he was in L.A. when he did this album because it's on the album cover. So very similar to this podcast with me talking about s'mores or Dennis or whatever I'm talking about. I have no idea what's going on. All right. So are we ready to get into station by station? Now, this album is only six songs. It's only 36 station. Uh, minutes. Station. Station on station. Station station in station. What is the name of the album, you guys? Station to station. Yeah, that's what I said, right? Station to station. Have no, I been screwing up the album station. name? By station. Uh, yeah. appetite, appetite of Destruction. Only a couple times. <laughs> All right. So David Bowie, Station 2 Station. This is the beginning of the station album. And you can hear this big time synth influence. And then he's going to, this this first song, Station to Station, kind of switches between the synth to the funk. Yeah, this album is not super accessible. It, it kind of, I mean, you were right, Rob. The more you listen, the more you kind of get it. But when, it, it doesn't you, necessarily you grab say, you for yes, absolutely. When you say super not super accessible does that mean the opening sucks can you put that into layman's terms I, I mean i do think the yeah i think this opening is like why would you do this why this is this is you, this is the worst opening to an album we've heard on on the list so far it's not even close yeah, i think you're right right you guys yeah, don't like, like this what is this this sounds like aaron's microphone for the last couple episodes <laughs> uh, i know I, I feel terrible about that i think it's fixed i hope it's fixed yeah, like you yeah, only had 37 minutes and you chose anymore. to spend this much of it doing this. I don't understand. <laughs> so then it's, Play any part of the it song. switches from... Can we hear the part that grooves a little bit? <laughs> we, we can't do all four parts of this terrible song. Yeah, this also... like Still... Yeah. Here's, here's what I think accessible means, Russell. What would people say if you put this on at a party? Like this part, they'd right. be like, oh, okay, this is... But that first, where it sounded like a, my noise machine, my sound machine. Do you guys like use sound machines to go to sleep? I didn't realize that not all adults use sound machines until I went to Vegas and I stayed with a roommate. And I was like, okay, it's time for me to turn on my sound machine. And they were like, what? And I was like, oh, well, I can't sleep. I did it. Well, as you guys know from my, my garage diaries, I, I did it in the garage. But sound machines broke my hearing, man. My son used white noise, still does, to go to sleep. And it 
it destroyed my hearing. It makes me insane. Now, like, I can't even, if there's water, running water in the house, I can't hear anyone talking. It's terrible. Wait, oh. <laughs> where, where was the sound machine? Like, were you sleeping that Everywhere, night? wherever he was sleeping, the sound machine was on. You could always hear it. We, I've, I'm t- I've told you before, we have a tiny house. I could always hear the sound machine. <laughs> And it destroyed your hearing. Now explain you that. You can't hear yes. water running now. So you're hearing, there's no way your hearing was affected by all the music you listen to in headphones and, and doing a podcast Microwaves. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> definitely not. Yep. Definitely not. Definitely just the white noise. No, I mean, I don't know. I can't prove the hearing part, but it made me feel insane. It is cool though. Having hearing that's not very good in a crowded room. Like that's just a cool thing that happens as you get older. And then like if yeah, anybody's talking in a room, you're always like, what, what? And I just do <laughs> yeah. that. You know what I do now? The full on, I had to do it at the restaurant the other day. The waitress was talking so quietly that I had to do this with my hand to my ear. And I'm doing like the old, like cartoon, like Alan Iverson. Yeah. Whisper to me, like, and, oh. and I feel like it's such an old man, but I have to, I can't hear anybody at a party. I can't hear what they're saying at all. It's the worst. This is, this is the worst. We talk about, I'm still in the dating world, like being single, going out on a date. And if you're in like a loud bar and you have to say what, I didn't hear that. What I didn't hear mm-hmm. that. It's like, you might as well just fucking pack up and go home. You're getting nowhere <laughs> that night when you keep saying, Hey, the other, I got to say this, this is another crazy one. I was out with someone and I was, I, I, you know, you know, I tried to come up with fun questions and I said, what song would you play on the jukebox? And this woman looked at me and goes like station to still call it a jukebox. She laughed at me <laughs> what? for calling, oh. for calling the thing in the corner that plays the music, the jukebox. It was called a jukebox on the fucking thing. It's called a jukebox. But yeah, what said, the fuck else would you, you call so it? Old. Even if it's digital, it's still a jukebox. I am so jealous of you dating somebody so young that they don't know what a jukebox is. Like that, <laughs> that would rule. Why did I hear you, Rob? Sorry. <laughs> yes, I also. Are we going to play the other part of this song that you some can old dance guy, to? No, Aaron. The, like, Bowie's only good if you can dance Some to old it. guy over the bar told me that this was a jukebox. Ha ha ha. I'm lo- young like you. I enjoy. Checks hand that he wrote stuff on. Streaming. I really like iPods. <laughs> Check out my cool iPod Nano that I have. I've got oh, this right. new Blackberry. <laughs> Yeah, getting old is so cool. I love it that my hearing is going in crowded situations. It's really fun. But I will say this, Aaron. It's not because of your kid's fucking noise machine. That doesn't make any sense. I don't think you understand what a noise machine is. It doesn't It doesn't steal your Tell hearing. Me, man. Wrecked my hearing. Just wrecked it. That was it. That was the straw that broke the If you back. too have had your hearing wrecked by a white noise machine, call into the back line. Yeah. Hashtag what? Aaron's meat too small. All right. Here's the funky part that Aaron's been begging for. You little sick freak. Get on your knees and beg for this. Station to station. I bet you like station to station, Aaron. I bet that's your favorite move, you sicko. I hope this is past like the seven minute mark of this song. This song is way too long. Agree. You gotta call it out. It's a 36 minute album. Who cares? This is the sixth of the album. I mean, this is a rock song. Yeah, this is it. I mean, it, 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 I've, I've decided that the Bowie songs I like are the ones you can dance to. Other than Ziggy Stardust, I love the whole thing. But. What do you think of Just Dance? You must love that one. Yeah, I love it. Fan, young American. I think the musicality on this album is unbelievable. And I didn't really understand that David Bowie didn't write the music to begin with. But the amount of piano that you hear and the guitars that are playing, I think the musicality on this is way better than where it's rated right now. Really? Hey, I don't like when Matt talks early in the album. He's, I don't like when he no, talks. No, I want to hear it. Actually, Russell, we're a sixth of the way through the album, so this is this is about right. <laughs> no, there's only five songs remaining. This is about right. Yeah. 
<laughs> Matt made it yeah. through one song. He's got to get. There's only five left. I got to get in. When yeah. I looked at David Bowie message boards and they had their tier ratings of different David Bowie albums, this one was in everybody's S tier. If you're a David Bowie fan, I think you love, love, love this album. Yeah. I had never even heard of this album. Like most of these songs beside Golden Year, I've never even heard of these. How about you guys? Do you have any experience with this album? No, I mean, other than Golden Years, no, but again, yeah, you know, and so I, it was a pleasant surprise to hear because um, I think of David Bowie and I do just think of like a synth, right? Or some really uh, um, not authentic music. What is it when they're really, uh, they're putting it all together. It's, it's like pop kind of. Like yeah, kind of like pop and really pop. it's put together by computers and in the studio, mm-hmm. you know, but I think the, whoever the musicians playing on this album did a great job. Earl Slick on guitar. Speaking of mu- computers putting together that TikTok algorithm, it still has my ass. I, oh, no, it's that's just, the worst fucking joke it ever. Is just bring that back big up. booties. That's the worst joke we've ever had out of Every there. TikTok that I get now on the Beck did a better account is just big booties straight. Com- it's like, it's like women with towels and then dropping the towels. And that's the whole TikTok. I'm like trying to watch these around my family. You know what I mean? Guys, it's, it's crazy. Guys, if we, if we just laugh, maybe he won't bring it up again. So. <laughs> you guys are real pieces of shit you know that i can see why he would do personas i should do person you know what this is a persona fat white duke <laughs> fat white duke okay nobody's ever accused me of doing cocaine all right uh this is golden years i love this song whoa, whoa, whoa. this is like uh yeah i mean this is where he's Doing some funk, the, this keyboard lick kind of reminds me of Superstition by Stevie Wonder. I think this is when like Bowie's right in his bed. I thought the exact same thing here. I, I heard Superstition in this song. Yes! Yeah! Did you guys read who he wrote this song for? Who he was a huge fan of? No. This song Elvis, he wrote right? for Elvis. Yeah, he, he took this to Elvis and said, I want you to do this song because they were both under the same record company. And Elvis declined wow. but did write him a note saying, good luck on tour. And David Bowie kept it for the rest of his life. Can you imagine Elvis doing, oh, baby, a golden years, a golden years, oh, but don't die, baby, on the toilet. Speaking of bagels on the toilet, baby, this is me. I'm Elvis. I sound a lot like the big bopper I know, but don't worry about it. I hope I don't die on the toilet taking a big white dump because I've been dry aging all my own meat. Oh, baby. Uh Oh, the voice is really sliding into the big bopper now, baby. You mentioned so Elvis turned this down. He's not the only person who's ever turned down a song opportunity in his life. So the, I got to bring this one up. You guys know that Beck was actually offered to do the theme song for the show Mad Men. Did you guys ever list, watch the oh, show yeah. Mad Men? For sure. Oh, yeah. He was offered to do the intro for that show, and he turned it down because he thought that an, a TV show about 60s advertising was the dumbest thing he's ever heard. So he turned it down. <laughs> but check out the Mad Men song. He could have done the Mad Men theme song. It's a pretty badass theme song. It right? is. Yeah, Beck could have done right by this. Yeah, Beck could have this is up. Song. This sounds like a big time Beck right. song to me. I th- I've always liked the drums. I think here. Beck probably would have done it better. Oh, Matt, you're yeah. way <laughs> off point here. No, Matt, you don't even get this. The way this goes is. Of shit, man. When it comes to turning down oh. songs, that would have been amazing. Who did it better? Beck did it better. Beck definitely did it better. Oh, Beck better than Elvis? Better oh, baby, I could have done the I could have done the intro to Mad Men too. I would have just had somebody else write it, and I would do it again and make it more famous. Oh, baby. <laughs> what song are we on? Golden Years? Still? Yeah, we're still. I, I like because I like this part where he's like, "Run for the shadows." Run for the shadows. 
This is my mess. I don't know what any of these songs are about. Oh, I can tell you, neither does Genius.com. <laughs> Nothing, right? There you go. Man, this is the one you knew beforehand, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't I, I don't know how I'd know it, but I've heard it a million times. I don't know. I think with, with a lot of these Maybe David the Bowie radio. songs, you have like One it. of my favorite parts, did you guys hear the whistling when he's whistling at the end of the song? I thought that was so cool. Maybe, Rob, you can pull that up. Oh, let's hear that. Can you guys whistle? I don't even know. Oh, wait a minute. That was that bartender. <laughs> Russell comes in with his date. I haven't heard the whistling yet. When I heard this, I started thinking, well, because not everyone can whistle. Some people can whistle, some people can't. But I started thinking, what are the greatest songs ever that feature whistling? So I thought we could do a list about the greatest songs ever featuring whistling. Are there really adults that can't whistle? Yes, there are. Are you serious? Yeah. Can't you just like learn how to do it? It's not genetic. It's like it's like rolling your tongue. Some people can't roll your tongue. Yeah, I know yeah. that. I, I mean, I teach that, but what? They're, they're, I mean, people just can't whistle, and they're just like, "Okay, I'm done." Like that's you just. But do you guys have a good whistle game? Like yes. I could see Matt being the guy who can put the two fingers in and give the coach oh, yeah. whistle, like the really I got, loud one. I can one. get a Matt, loud can one. You do yep. that or not? Oh, yeah. But I don't think Rob, Aaron, you guys don't strike me as the fingers in the mouth loud whistle type guys. Oh no, no, I'm not. A, I'm not a fingers in the mouth whistle. No. Yeah. I was trying to, but then I got to one another one. Yeah. All right. Ugh! I put bug spray on my fingers. I forgot about that. Ugh, <laughs> I hate bug spray. <laughs> a little deep in the mouth. <laughs> I thought I would start out with another Aaron favorite. One of the greatest whistles of all time of any song ever. This is Otis Redding sitting yes. on the dock. Oh, the I was hoping for this. Check out the end of this song. This is fantastic. Yep. Written on a boat in Sausalito. This one will. Wasn't Almost that where they the recorded tears. Rumors, right, Aaron? Yeah, that's right. I do want to remind you that Rumors, one as of the well floors, was a album. waterbed at that studio. So we are kind of, <laughs> you want to talk about Rumors? I mean, we are, I don't want to like stress the point or anything, but we are kind of in the waterbed corner, so. Uh, Aaron, you probably, uh, you probably know, Aaron, way more about Otis Redding than the three of us do, but I read that he died three days, but three days before this song was released, he died. It was a few days after he recorded this song. So this became the first posthumous. Is that the way you pronounce it? The first posthumous number one hit single mm. ever. That's yeah. pretty crazy, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Really? You know what, though? I think I could whistle that ending as well as Otis. Let's Redding hear it. There. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Why am I clearing my throat? I'm like clearing my throat. Bumblebee. 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 That might be better. Yeah. Let's good. hear you, That's Russell. Nice. Let's hear you whistle the end of that. Oh. <laughs> Get close to the mic. I like that. It sounds like you're whistling Matt, right you? right I want to hear Matt the whistle where the finger's going. I want to hear the coach whistle. Do the real Kids one. Kids are Matt. sleeping, Russell. Up. My wife would come down here and just... <laughs> She'd punch. She'd punch me so hard it'd come over to you too. So yeah, more. I like the idea that you'd be like, "Sweetie, we were talking about whistling." So I woke you up. And she'd be like, "I love you so much." Remember that part yesterday where Rob and you were talking about jacking each other off? That was so funny. I love the podcast. The next song on the list. We're going to move forward a few years. This is Scorpion 
Wind of Change. Oh, you guys oh, remember yeah, this yeah. one? Check out the beginning yeah, of this song. Yeah, when the Berlin Wall came down, right? Yes. All right, Aaron, you're going to whistle this next, so get ready. Okay. This is a badass whistle for a song, isn't it? Gets up real high. Ooh, I don't know that one. It's got some echo on there. I like that. Yeah. Okay, Aaron, you whistle, and I'll put some echo on your whistle, okay? All right. Now, you're not going to hear this as well over the Zoom as it will turn out on the mic. I'm going to tell you right now, but here we go. Aaron, this isn't one of your auditions for music school. Just do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Crushing it. Oh, Aaron, the time load is tough, man. It's, oh, it's hard man. to get up there. Nailed it. Ooh. Nice. Ooh. Okay, guys, we really thought that sucked, right? We'll talk about it later. Next song on the list. <laughs> you guys you guys mentioned this one. We have to touch on this one. This is Guns N' Roses from their second album, GNR Lies. This is Patience. This is Axel. Really? He's actually doing the whistling. Check it out. This is a, a whistling song. Matt doing this one or not? Oh, yeah. Let's hear it, Matt. Are you whistling? Or are you just making the whistling face? <laughs> I'm whistling. You'll hear it. Yeah, I think you're just making the whistling face. <laughs> I hear it. There we go. Yeah. I read, though, we've talked before about what is a good karaoke song or for, before there's a magazine or something called the Karaoke Informer, and they've said that Patience by Guns N' Roses is one of the five worst karaoke songs ever yeah. because everyone thinks they can do it well, and it always ends up being a complete disaster. That is a disaster. long song, right? It's very yeah. long. Yes, yeah. So, Rob, I, you've talked before about good or bad karaoke songs. Matt, you've talked about it. Supposedly, this is one of the first worst. First of all, we're not going to rush through the fact that Karaoke Magazine, we're going to get back to that. But here's the thing. Is that the the, the beginning of that song? You don't realize that whole song. The guitar is tuned down a half step, so I think a lot of people think that they can just sing it and that they're going to know. But it's actually it's tuned down lower than you think. And I also think everybody thinks they're just going to get right to the end, where it's like a little patience, yeah. But you got to like start the the beginning of that song is is really hard to sing. Actually, it's like I'll say it again. Take me home, country road. I did it in front of a whole cruise ship. Because I'm missing you. Yeah, and then you got to get to. Walking the streets tonight, just trying to get it right. And then the phrasing is hard. I will just say that Chris Cornell does a cover of this on his posthumous album oh, they put out, right. and it is nice. But on that, and then uh, is that whole album worth worth owning? Yeah, It's got uh, nothing compares to you as well, written by your buddy oh, Prince. Okay. So good. Made bed, made a Shanae O'Connor. But yeah, those two songs alone are worth the album, if you ask me. Okay, good to know. Next song on the list is, I don't know if you guys will know this one. The last two are relatively recent. I, I guess that means with like the last 10 years, 20 years maybe. <laughs> the next one is Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. This is called Home. This kind of mimics, oh, yeah. you guys remember like yeah, the, old, this is a fun song. the old Western movies, like the Clint Eastwood movies. This kind of references the, oh, this is a great the, the intro to those movies. Check this out. Yeah, fun track. This would be a good karaoke song. Yeah. <laughs> that is a badass opening for a song. Yeah. This would be, yeah, this would be a fun close the night karaoke song. Like yes. We did, uh, yes. My, my, my grand Yep. Oh, it's so good. That is a yeah. that is a fun <laughs> that is song. A fun track. That, 
what could possibly be in a karaoke magazine, right? I mean, I get that there's hardware stuff. I don't get. It's called Karaoke Informer. It could be a website, technically. I don't know. I didn't oh, do the research. I know that. You know who wrote that? Snow. Edward Snowden. Snow. <laughs> What karaoke songs are best on the list? I'll tell you right now. It's a Ringo Did star. Did you say a lick your boom boom? Yeah. I don't think he says a lick your boom boom. I don't know what he says. A leaky boom, boom boom. Yeah. Yeah. What does he say? It's a leaky boom boom, right? Leaky boom boom. I think he's talking about his trip to the doctor's office. Okay, Aaron, you be a patient. I'll be the doctor. Tell me yes, you have a leaky yes. boom boom. I need to hear the the Groundlings version of Robin Aaron with Aaron going to the doctor over and go, Aaron. Go ahead. And begin seeing now. <laughs> Doc, I'm here because my uh, I I did a, I ate something I'm not sure about, and it turns out my boom boom is leaking. Can you help? I recommend you just <laughs> eat milk and peppers. I think that's really going to help. <laughs> hey, do you want to try some of this cocaine? And scene. <laughs> and scene. Oh, wait. I forgot the bit about my. Last song on the list. There's one more, Rob. Because sometimes, Rob, I just got to ask you, can you blow my whistle, baby? This is. <laughs> Flo Rida whistle where he asks, Ooh. can you blow his it whistle? It sounds like you've asked baby. that before. Check it out. Right? Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby. Here we go. That is a whistle song. Good one. I feel like this is a Matt and Russ favorite. We've played plenty of Black Jack, but only Flo Rida plays. That's true. Right, That's right, true. Matt? Or that band. That band that we go and dance for, Rob's always taking his belt off. That's uh, yes. they, they play a lot of Flo Rida. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you want to get middle-aged badminton coaches to give you a kiss on the cheek and you see that picture in three days, you go, when the hell did I take that picture? I highly recommend Vegas. It's a great place. Um, that I, I will say my workout Pandora mix that I have is just Pitbull and Flow Rider. I'm convinced that they are the greatest artists of the 2008 to 2012 Absolutely. scene. It, it, Absolutely. Every song they make is just so fun. I mean, a song about him taking whistling. Something everybody loves, something I'm, you know, you, when your kids learn how to do it, you're so proud and make connecting it with oral sex. Hats off to you, Flow Rider. Not since apple bottom <laughs> jeans have, have I thought about you so much. Like, Not until the, somebody took their milkshake to the yard that one time. Yes. Well, that I never knew about till like 10 years later. I was like, oh, I thought it was about milkshakes. Because <laughs> I told you that story where my ex-girlfriend came to me after a football game. And I had, so I was, I was, it was, this is a between relationships kind of. And my ex-girlfriend came to visit me after a football game and my new girlfriend was also there. Right. Oh, it's no. like they say, it's, it's like they say one out of three people are cheating. It's like, I don't know if it's this girlfriend or this girlfriend, but it's, <laughs> they're in big trouble when I found out. But the ex-girlfriend knows me so well that she brought me a burrito from Chipotle. And I was like. This is the hardest decision I've ever had to make. Did it always convince you to make a different life yeah, choice? Yeah, pretty much. Not? I was like, hmm, that burrito from Chipotle looks so good after situation. a football game. Like if she would have got the large chips with the guac, you would have been fine. But she bought you the small chips. Yeah. Did Did she eat the burrito herself? Did you leave it uneaten? I ate the burrito. <laughs> Rosie. Yeah, I mean, come on. You got to eat the burrito. I ate the burrito for a couple more weeks. And then I realized I couldn't do it anymore. I was too tired. Oh, no. <laughs> I was too tired. Yeah. We were doing euphemisms there. Yeah, plus the new one wanted more sour cream. Better. All right. That was Jeez. Russell's list. What? That was a so sour. List. Love the list by Russell. That was easily a top five list. Oh, I, I thought you would like yeah. the Otis Redding, Aaron. I figured that was red up your alley. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorites all time. Well, isn't that? I, I assume that's why every adult knows how to whistle. It's to whistle along with sitting on the dock of the bay. I mean, how can you resist it?
Why else would you need to know, right? All right. Let's go. Uh, We are all the way up to Word on a Wing. Close outside one already. And you know when you're doing a ton of cocaine? It's when you start being like, time for me to get super religious. I'm David Bowie. Going to do a religious song, Feeling Bad. Let those bongo drums ride. I heard this song was about his like fascination with black magic. I don't know a lot, lot about black magic, but that's like voodoo type shit, isn't it? I assume so. It sounds I awesome. I mean, I, yeah, I guess so. I guess that's why he eventually appeared as uh, Tesla in uh, The Prestige. He was always into that shit. Yes. Bringing the, mu- the movie career full circle. I read it was about black magic. And in honor of Blo- Bowie floating, flirting with black magic, tonight I'm drinking a red blend wine. <laughs> Also from California, which is where we recorded mm-hmm. this, Aaron's hellhole of a state. <laughs> but tonight I'm enjoying a cashmere black magic red Whoa. blend tonight while we're drinking oh, this. You guys got to check go. it out. Classic. By Klein, Klein I believe. cashmere. Wow. wow. Nice. Wow. And he holds it up and it's just a, a glass full of a black liquid. Oh, my God. That is really dark. <laughs> well, the whole time I've been sticking these pins in this little doll, this mm-hmm. voodoo doll with Rob's face on it. And yeah, he hasn't fallen over yet. But I, if I keep doing it, Rob, I really appreciate it because it feels so good. It's I really love the nice chorus of this song. Can you find me the chorus? I do. do. It's great. Dude can sing. He can sing, and you finally figure it out. And again, all the all the instruments that go into all of these songs is just I don't expect it out of David Bowie, and that's what I like about this album. It's a wild album already, right? You got funk, synthesizer to funk, to golden years, whatever that is, which is most like his last album. And then this is just like a straight up gospel chorus song that he wrote almost. And then just when you think it can't get any crazier, here's a song based on when Iggy Pop came over and hallucinated that the TV ate his girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's just straight insane. Who's Iggy Pop? The Stooges, lead singer of the Stooges. You might know him from the headphone commercial. <laughs> he's the guy that kind of looks like like a mom. Yeah, but he's wearing kinda, big headphones. Yeah, he's kind of kind of got the bluesy piano and real poppy tune. He can write a song. Or wait, did he not write this? Matt, you said Bowie didn't necessarily write all this well, material. Well, a lot of what I read was that a lot of the uh, background music, or at least the kind of the general concepts, were created by the musicians, and then. David would come in and lay down yeah. some lyrics and then he, I guess he had some sort of uh, formula or way of doing the remixing of the songs to his, however he wanted to see them. but got it. Got it. Well, remember, remember later he got real into just yeah. cutting up words yeah. and doing kind of Dada as lyrics, but I wanted to read you those lyrics before I play this part. Oh, I, I dare you to not read these and think they're not the dumbest lyrics in the history of music, right? What? These are the worst. This is horrible. First of all, 76, he's talking about a holographic TV, which would fucking rock. That would be awesome. I would love a holographic TV. Give it to me right now. (laughs) Second of all, my wife would love it if if TV ate her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) He's like, flip the volume up a little bit, flip it down. Flip the volume way down. We're at the cast. Rob's constantly hitting that input button. Input, input, input. <laughs> send send back my dream test baby. She's my main feature. My TV, 
My DVC 15, yeah, he just sits, stares back unblinking. This is just straight insanity. <laughs> it's so good. Right. You think it's good? Yeah, listen to the song. The song is good. The lyrics are an abomination. Oh. I mean, what do you expect about a TV who ate a woman? It's a, I mean, the song's about hallucination. It's so good. When I when I first, I love TVs. Now, I don't own a TV currently. I'm kind of pulling an errand. I don't have a TV at all right now. But when I first moved into an apartment when I was student teaching, uh, I got a check. Or no, when I first got a job, I got a check. My first check ever, right? I went and I bought like a 61-inch HD Dude, TV. Dude, I helped you move like, that I TV was. I helped you move yes, it. Yes, it was it was like 1200 bucks. It was in a, it was like the big, it was like the size of like, like it was, it was a huge piece of furniture. So heavy. And then, and then when the end of the month came, I was like, Oh, that's right. I got to pay rent. <laughs> like I spent all my money on this TV. I had nothing else. I, Cause I had to get like cable with HD. It was a disaster. And then that was the TV that I hooked it up and I hooked it up. I had HD cable ready to go. And right when I did, Jenny's like, we're going to go for a walk outside. Ugh. I was like, what? No. I was like, we're not, we're not going to go over a walk outside. I'm going to watch ESPN in HD. Like you go outside, you film a walk in HD, bring it back and I'll watch it. I then. watched that one Colts Patriots AFC championship game where it was snowing on that TV and it blew my mind. I was like, look how big the snowflakes are. This is amazing. They look like real snowflakes. Matt had mentioned on this song, like he's mentioned earlier on this album that he loved the musicality. And you guys mentioned the, the music on this one. The guy playing the piano is named Roy Bitten. Have you guys heard of him? No, I have not. Uh, was he, uh, wasn't he twice bitten? Once bitten, damn once bitten, twice shy, but he was a member of the oh, East okay. Street band for a while. And he was also a famous session musician he played with Bon Jovi, Jackson Brown, Bob Dylan, all sorts of people, Celine Dion. But you know who else he played with? He played the opening on the song. I would do anything for love by meatloaf. This Whoa. is the same guy who's playing with David Bowie. Who's playing with meatloaf on the beginning of, I would do anything for love. Check this oh, out. That's fun. That's the same guy. Yes. Isn't that cool? It's beautiful playing, man. Yeah. I thought that was super cool. Speaking of the worst karaoke songs ever. You think this one? No. You're looking at a guy who who has done Paradise by the Dashboard Lights twice (laughs) as karaoke songs, including the talking part. Where the it's baseball game long. equals sex. It's so good. It's it's so long. Everybody at the bar is so mad for you. What do you do? Because <laughs> it just repeats over and over. It's so if good. If my spouse sang that for karaoke, I would also rather have the TV eat me than my spouse. <laughs> Stop saying oh, that. It makes sorry. me uncomfortable. Hey, David Bowie, stay. Now, this song is probably most famous for its opening lick. Just how funky it is. Listen to this. I love the silence there that... Well, I just feel like this would be a Stevie Ray Vaughan type of song, but I don't even know what Stevie Ray Vaughan sounds like. I just feel like this is like a guitar player from that era. I don't think it you're wrong. sounds like Harry Styles, though. I think Harry Styles picked off these guitar licks. Yeah, you're oh right. Yeah, yeah, Watermelon yeah. Sugar kind of has this kind of vibe, right? right? Stevie Ray Vaughan, another plain guy. All right. Hey, Otis Redding, what also. We never talked about that, Rob. Don't you missed it. Oh. That That's too sad. This, like, this to me sounds like he's thinking about disco a little bit, too, right? He's he's always wanted to dance. Oh, yeah, that bass. Slapping that bass. That's the disco. (laughs) You compare this to Ziggy Stardust, it's so different. Like, it's it's only off by a couple years, and it's just, it's like a whole different artist coming in. It's crazy. 
The last song is Wild Is the Wind, which is the only cover on this album. The song was originally done for the movie by the same name by a guy named Johnny Mathis. Love listen to this song. Love me, say you do. Let me fly away. That's a pretty incredible voice. It's, Johnny Mathis can sing. And here's David Bowie's version. All I could think about with this one was Jesus Christ Superstar. This sounds to me so much like Jesus Christ Superstar. And then I was like, did Bowie ever do Jesus? He really should have. Somebody missed the missed the boat there if he didn't. This is a beautiful song, though, isn't it? He wrote this after meeting Nina Simone, and she had covered this song. So he's like, I'm going to cover it now, too. You said Nina Simone? So crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Why do you think? Did you think I said Nina Sim one? No, Maybe no I missed the Nina shooter. part. It, just, huh? it glitched. I missed the oh. Nina part. I was like, "Is there another Simone?" It'd have to be Nina. Well, guys, I mean, I mean, that's the that's album. A wrap. That, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy album. I mean, it literally goes from a funk synth to uh, change. I mean, it's all over the place. It's, it's just a, a weird, wild ride. The first time I listened to it, I was like, "Am I? Did I skip something? Am I missing something?" But let's get into everybody's favorite patented and favorite section. The rating system. I don't understand it, but I enjoy it. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Listen, I didn't get an angry text and voicemail about it, so I think it's great too. I love it. Dennis probably can't figure it out. They're not smart enough. They would have been doctors if they could have figured it out. Yeah. Dennis are doctors, Dennis are doctors, Dennis are doctors. Yeah, that's, that's like saying a, a lawyer is a jurist doctor. Christ, this has gone off the rails. Oh my God. All right, so listen, the rating system for this is really easy. This is 52 station to station. Okay, that's how I remember station to station. It's 52. On now, station. is this rolling well toned? That that means it's perfect right where it is, 52. Oh, it's great. It's the second best Bowie album. It's a it's a little bit worse than Chuck Berry, the great 28, but that's okay. Like, it's, it's great. Like, this, obviously. Is this a rolling groan? Oh, you did not like listening to this album. It should be later or should not be on the list at all. Okay, a lot of people like this. Listen, six songs coming from the great 28. It's a crazy trip, but maybe people aren't into that thing. They want 28 songs. They want longer albums. Is this, did this get rolling boned? Guys, this is David Bowie. Everybody thinks this is one of his best albums. This should be way higher than 52. What are we talking about? Let's, let's, let's go crazy. Is this a rolling bone? So what do you think? Rolling well toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? And again, just remember higher on the list is a higher number in this case, but it is later in our timeline. So Russell, what do you think? I'm a bit confused. I liked some of the songs to me. Golden years was fantastic. I liked a handful of the songs, but the first song really just got me off on the wrong track on this. I thought it was five minutes of nonsense. And for me, if you're going to say this is one of the greatest albums ever, I I'm just not down with the first five minutes of the album, not being interesting to me at all. I don't really understand how this ever got bumped from 324 on the last list up to 52. So while I liked it, I enjoyed a lot of it. I think it's way too high to me. This is like when I get a bullshit bill from a dentist, this is a rolling groan. <laughs> that also explains why Russell has four teeth in his yeah. mouth right now. They're the right, <laughs> I don't need to listen to you. They're the right four teeth, aren't they, Rob? I was reading my karaoke magazine that no It's karaoke. Right four teeth. Get it right, Rob. <laughs> I was reading a karaoke informer that Flossie's even a thing anymore. <laughs> 
Next issue, chemtrails. Rolling. Aaron, rolling what do you think about this? Rolling, <laughs> hey, yeah. rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? I am confused like Russell, but my confusion is, is about how mm-hmm. to rank this against Young Americans. I went back and listened to Young Americans a lot this week. I I couldn't chew. I, I, I can't see why this would be ranked higher than Young Americans. I don't even know where Young Americans is on the list, but I think that's a great Bowie album. And I think for me... Um, I, I know at some point, I think at some point in the second half of the top 100, we're coming up on appetite for destruction. And I just think I'm going to, I'm going to just judge everything from here until then on, yes. on whether or not I think it's better than appetite. And for me, this one's not better than appetite. So I did enjoy it. I like what Matt said about the musicality, but I will call it a rolling groan. So yeah, Aaron, I just looked the young Americans is not on the top 500 at that all. seems weird to me. I think it's a really good album. I, that's. That's crazy to me. I, I'm, I'm interested, but I, like I said, everybody who's a who's a Bowie, they know what they're talking about. They love this album. I right. I'm not a Bowie person, so I'm not. I'm maybe not the right. I'm maybe not the authority here, but I'm still going to go. I'm sticking with Rolling Grown. Yeah, I don't know. I've been drinking a lot of milk this week. I've been trying to get into it. <laughs> not good. It's a disaster. There's only one bathroom at the cabin, and the baby sleeps in there. <laughs> when the baby came, it could make it would respond to its name. Now it doesn't at all. I think something's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> Matt, rolling. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? Uh, of this I was album? pleasantly surprised. I'm going to give it a rolling, uh, well-toned. I think I again, I I was I always think of Bowie as kind of this synth guy, really dark, really uh, twisted and mystical and stuff like that. And I, you know, I just for whatever reason, this one it was well-constructed songs, lots of instruments. You know, I I was hearing like early Springsteen or maybe early Billy Joel with all the piano. Then uh, Russell, I've been nothing but looking at the Roy Bitten Wikipedia page. He's impressive, yeah. isn't so, he, Matt? I know Matt, uh, Matt from Northfield is not going to be happy that I'm considering Bowie to uh, to Springsteen, but it turns out that, you know, a lot of a lot of Bowie stuff was with Roy Bitten, who's essentially been yeah. the... The uh, the touring and then on a bunch of albums with Bruce Springsteen since 1974. So it's crazy, you know. And so I, I don't know. So I, I heard a lot of that, and I think that piano guy comes through. So I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I think I will listen to this Bowie album more than any of the other ones that I've heard. And so again, yeah, I'm going to give it a rolling, well toned. Well, guys, the correct answer is that this is a rolling station to station transformation. <laughs> oh, I like, that. like this, this, this album is, this is, this is a huge change. This album is a transformation for David Bowie. It totally marks the end of the David Bowie. I think that a lot of people think of with the Ziggy Stardust phase and it's getting more into his experimental, not experimental, but his more kind of his getting into just straight pop, uh, less guitar driven type music. And I think you can't look past. This is also when David Bowie's like, I'm just done with personas. I'm not going to do that anymore. I I, I kind of miss it. Like the idea that he did this whole album as a thin white Duke, when he also was doing tons and tons of cocaine and drinking tons and tons of milk, he loved everything that like, that's, that's, that's commitment. Next up, we've got Jimi Hendrix's last studio album, electric lady. Oh, wow. Nice. Guys, Electric Lady, Russ is asking where he can put the plug. <laughs> when you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. But you're just too lazy to look it up online. I wrote that joke down. Good night. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. I was going to say that it answers the question, the what do we think of this crosstown traffic? You, but I think that was a deep cut. Beck a did it cut. better. And also very dumb. Okay, I think I found it, guys. Informer. Yeah, no say daddy me snow me I go blame. Uh leak licky boom boom yeah. down. 
Oh, so he's Techie the detective <laughs> man. I say, say, daddy, me snow, me stab someone down the lane. A licky boom, boom, down. That's why I always turn my TV to the licky <laughs> boom, boom, down channel. <laughs> She loves it. Sorry, yes. And now I can't. I, now I can't cut out that. I joke. thought it kind of sounded like me at karaoke after I got way overdone by Nova came by the stupid dentist that overcharged me for that bullshit. <laughs> Doctors, I'm so fucked. I'm so fucked. <laughs>